welcome to the Bull City Summit podcast, a place where science, technology, art, and music converge, and a place where you can hear more about the Bull City Summit, September 15th to 17th, 2022, in the Bull City of Durham, North Carolina. Today, BCS CEO Parag Bandari hosts from the EarFluence podcast studio at American Underground in Durham. Here's Parag. Hey, this is Parag with uh, the Bull City Summit podcast. Today's episode is with Jake Finkelstein with Method Savvy. Jake, great to see you and great to have you on the podcast. Um, really excited about this one, but love to uh, get a quick introduction and a quick hi from you. Great. Well, uh, Prague, thanks so much for having me. It is a, a pleasure to be here. Yeah. So a little bit about uh, myself. So you and I go way, way back. <laughs> I know. That's how you can tell we're getting a little old here. Oh, yeah. Uh, way back to the late 90s at uh, Sony Music. <laughs> I had the opportunity to work together with a bunch of very fun uh, artists. But, you know, coming out of, uh, you know, my music uh, industry background, co-founded a company called uh, Universal Buzz Intelligence out of uh, Manhattan. Um, started off as a music marketing company, very quickly grew into a, a lifestyle and creative agency. Um, did a bunch of uh, early social media work for those of us that remember yep. MySpace oh, yeah. um, oh, as my well. God. And then in uh, 2009, sold off my interest in that and launched Methods Heavy down here in Durham, North Carolina. Fast forward to today, we are a marketing partner for ambitious leaders, work primarily with high growth, middle market and uh, enterprise brands, You know, trying to help them have billion person plus uh, impact in the world. Um, and we operate as a fully integrated uh, marketing consultancy and agency. Amazing. So we, we do brand work, experience work, performance marketing, um, and uh, you know we're lucky to work with some some really fun folks every day. Awesome, Jake. First of all, congrats. Thank um, you. This is this is a fun one because, as you mentioned, we know each other for over twenty years. Yes. And what's super exciting about seeing what you've done? It goes back to those Sony College Rep days, man. Definitely going to take this time to have a shout out. To Nina Webb, Audra Khan, Harvey Leeds, yeah. Teo Cattell. Legends. Uh, legends <laughs> who were our bosses and mentors mm -hmm. while we were college reps. Yep. Um, so it's it's just so funny because I remember one of the sayings during those days was like, you're gonna you're gonna meet and work with these same people for the rest of your careers. And it's so funny um just kind of relinking up with you. So again, congrats on everything yeah. you've done since those days. And uh I'm just so glad we had that experience. Yeah. Um, so Universal Buzz, um, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that was first out of New York. Mm -hmm. How did that morph into Method Savvy from a, from a client services perspective? Um, it seems like you've been evolving with obviously marketing trends, but just, you know, maybe some details there. Uh, Universal Buzz Intelligence is a spin out of Universal Buzz Radio, which mm -hmm. was founded by Tommy Brunette, um, fantastic Tommy artist, Brunette. Uh, entrepreneur, now running a uh, whiskey brand called Iron Smoke mm -hmm. out of Western New York. So he's still doing all kinds of you sure. know, fun, cool things. But uh, when he and I spun out uh, uh, Universal Buzz Intelligence, again, very much focused on uh, musicians and artists to start. And we we're very lucky uh, early on. We worked with folks like the White Stripes, right, as they got signed to V2. And, you know, that brought us into working with pretty much every record label and their son, um, as well <laughs> as, you know, moving into other kinds of entertainment, so television, film, video games. And then probably by... 2003, 2004, most of the big uh, money makers for us were lifestyle brands. Sure. Um, so folks like Virgin, Diageo, Starbucks, and, and others. Tons of fun, as you know. I mm -hmm. mean, you know, I, I know you built you know a very similar um, business over the years. Yeah, yeah. But um, 
you know, if I'm being honest, what get I was paid getting, to go to festivals and events. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's a blast getting millions of dollars to produce As, concert, fe- sure. uh, concert, uh, tours and festivals and whatnot, but, um, Let's do it all over again. Post pandemic. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, when 2007, 2008, um, hit, you know, it was kind of the great recession. We started hearing from a lot of our, uh, enterprise clients, very similar refrain, you know, budgets were being cut, totally. teams were being cut. And they really needed more um, accountability in their marketing and advertising spends. And if I'm being really honest, as much fun as it is to get paid those big bucks to do those kinds of activations, I I didn't really know what we were giving back to them other than pretty pictures and good press. And I got really interested in solving the problem of how um, you make marketing and advertising accountable to true business level goals. Um, and about the same time I was looking to get out of New York for, for some personal reasons. Um, so spun out, uh, you know, uh, the, the current business, mm-hmm. um, our focus initially did have a bunch of, uh, uh, entertainment clients just cause that was a lot, a lot of my background. Sure. Um, but particularly being in the Southeast that very quickly started to shift more to B and B, uh, retail, um, e-commerce brands. Um, it just kind of felt like a better fit for our, our approach. So every now and again, you know, we still dip into the the entertainment pond, but yeah. you know, right now most of it is uh, software, technology, healthcare, financial services, e-com, you know, some large sure. uh, retail brands. And that's a, uh, it's a great uh, segue to, to Derm and RTP, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's great the pivot that you made in, in 2009 with, with the recession, uh, we had a similar experience with, with UG strategies. Um, and you went, you know, full on into Mm -hmm. not full on, but, you know, you know, more emphasis on digital, Mm -hmm. um, and growth acceleration, Mm -hmm. which is, is, is apparent to what you've done since then. Totally makes sense on the business. Awesomeness, you know, enter Durham or Mm re-enter Durham. You're approaching a middle market tech, Mm -hmm software coming off your, you know, passion mm-hmm. of music entertainment and just kind of learning the ropes, yeah. I guess, with, with that. Um, so outside of, obviously that's where the budgets are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It makes sense to, for, for this area of, of the world, of course, but then obviously the U S um, particular to, to RTP. So was that a conscious decision or, you know, h- half and half, you know, yeah. I, I sometimes believe it's better to be lucky than smart. And yeah. you know, that certainly part of it, um, part of the reason why I ended up here is universal buzz intelligence actually got bought by a company out of Chapel Hill, right probably early two thousands, um, called zoom culture. Mm-hmm. They were kind of YouTube before YouTube, except YouTube did a better job of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so after about 18 months, UBI was the only part of the business that was really making money. Um, so Tommy and the angel investors and I ended up buying the uh, company back, mm-hmm. but we still had a footprint down yeah. here. And, uh, my wife at the time was also getting her masters from UNC. Okay. So I, I, you know, I had some like roots here, yeah. but it was still operating, you know, primarily at a, at a New York, New York. um, kind of bouncing back and forth a lot. So, you know, when I decided that like, Hey, you know, I like Manhattan, but don't want to be there full time anymore. Um, this seemed like the natural yeah. place to go. So, you know, this is like right at the beginning of the Durham Renaissance, like, yeah, you know, downtown was still a little, you know, iffy for mm-hmm. a lot of people. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just like the vibe of the city, you know, it reminds me a lot of Philadelphia where I grew up, you, yeah, know, totally. um, you know, Soho, it just, it just has that like energy and vibe. It's yeah. a combination of, you know, entrepreneurs and creatives and, you know, entertainment and it's just, just fun. So it just felt very natural yeah. uh, for me. So, you know, our first office was right on Main Street in the old snow building. Mm-hmm. You know, this is before American Tobacco. Mm-hmm. I think they had just opened up the Bulls park, park, uh, wow. ballpark in downtown. Okay. So it's been really cool, like, seeing 
Durham, um, you know, grow and all these companies come in and all the buildings that they're building, you know, it's kind of, kind of been exciting. So really glad that we ended up, you know, picking the Southeast and in particular, you know, this market for the company, uh, because it's been really advantageous, you know, and, you know, it's been fun, you know, as an entrepreneur, being friends with a lot of other entrepreneurs and watching their businesses grow from seed stage to big exits, or in some cases, even going public. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. And it's funny because I followed a similar trajectory as you from the New York to, to Durham, uh, maybe about 10 years later, 15 years later. Uh, it's the same thing. It's exact same reason why Durham has attracted uh, not just me, but obviously there's a huge influx of mm-hmm. of other folks. So it's great. You've, you've kind of seen that growth and transition from a business perspective mm-hmm. um, and a business perspective you know, that is working with a lot of the types of companies that are the reason for the expansion in the first place. So where I'm going with this is, you know, you've been working with a lot of, you know, you know, proper um, software, SaaS companies, et cetera. Talk to me about your take on the tech expansion with, uh, you know, Google, Meta. Um, they're all coming here. Yeah. And or, you know, Google's been here. They've been here yeah. for a couple of years, obviously. Uh, but they're certainly expanding with the thousand jobs. Mm-hmm. So is it good for business? I'm sure. Is it good for the community? I mean, you probably have a really good perspective on all that. Yeah. So uh, in full transparency, Google's a partner of ours. So right we on. do a lot of work with those guys. Sure. Um, you know, events, uh, you know, they give us access to betas and mm-hmm. some proprietary data. So really like those guys a lot. Great. But all those companies, man, they're driving up salaries. They're yeah. driving up, you know, property values, which, you know, in some cases is very good, but it's, you know, the typical gentrification um, stuff, which, you know, I, it, it happens as, you know, markets really go through explosive growth, which we're seeing, but, you know, it definitely leaves some, some people behind. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think that the city of Durham in particular has done, been doing a pretty good job of paying attention sure. to those issues, but, but it is a persistent issue. Yeah. I think on the net net, it's going to be really positive. So I know I'm, I'm friendly with the folks that, you know, started and sold Bronto and started and sold Dude Solutions, which is now clearly, and, you know, they just announced they got acquired for 1.6 billion. Amazing. You know, we've worked with Pendo, you know, all these companies in town, they're really growing and scaling. Yeah. And it's exciting as an entrepreneur to see these other entrepreneurs be, be really successful. And, you know, and obviously what comes out of that are, you know, people that have had equity that, you know, start their own businesses and bring more, you know, investors in the town and, you know, more entrepreneurs in the town. So, you know, we're, we've really started to have this virtuous cycle, which, yeah. which you know, you've seen in Austin, you've seen in Boulder, yeah. you know, years ago, you saw in, you know, San Francisco and, and continues. Um, so, you know, we're, we're just at the beginning of, of this arc, but the impact is very big on this community. Yeah, uh, I would, I would agree hundred percent. And just kind of talking with, uh, coming up for a conversation with Chris last week, you know, it's uh, definitely following the same trajectory as, you know, the Austins and the Boulders mm-hmm. and the Denvers of the world. But there's something different about this time, I think, or this town, this community. And I'm seeing it even from a very transactional standpoint of glass jug moving mm-hmm. into downtown Durham and you know having that ridiculously prime space, right? And, I'm, and as a event producer and doing stuff here, the attention to detail from from your permitting or mm-hmm. from your police department or all of that re- really speaks to like, there's something that needs to be respected, I think is, mm-hmm. is the word, right? And that's that that's true with 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 business and, mm-hmm. and with with RTP. I think the pandemic is just pouring a, a big bucket of gasoline in a spotlight 
on everything that I think this area is already kind of built around, um, which is awesome. But at the same time, I can totally tell, you know, there's Facebook groups mm -hmm. that I'm part of and mm -hmm. all these things where teardowns of Durham and stuff like that, uh, where there's you know definitely a real concern. Yeah, I mean, the the energy of the city is very unique. Like, yeah. it, it has a 100%. lot of grit to it. And, and I don't mean that in a negative way. It means, like, you, you can feel the, like, us-against-the-world vibe, which I think just, like, That's drives great. a lot of, you know, creative energy, a lot of entrepreneurship, you know, a lot of the culture that we have around here. You and, nailed it with that, man. And, exactly. and I think that's really important to keep. Um, and that's a hard thing to keep. I mean, you know, cities like Austin have done a good job of it. Other cities have, have really struggled with yep. it. But, you know, when you have property values doubling in 18 months, like, you're attracting a very different kind of um, – a kind of person in the town or, you know, in downtown now you have multi-million dollar condos yep. that are going up. Yep. It's exciting to see all the money and resources pouring into downtown and the, you know, the interest that, you know, the RTP community in general is getting, mm -hmm. but we have to be really intentional about the kind of community that we want to be yeah. as we grow. And again, you know, the city of Durham in particular, I think is doing a good job of it, but it's, it's going to be an ongoing, yeah. um, uh, an ongoing set of work. hundred percent. And you can't please everyone, but I, I would agree being involved with our, with our companies we're involved. Mm -hmm. We have been involved with a lot of these growing markets through the, through the businesses that we've, we've done entertainment, music labels, mm -hmm. touring artists, all that. Um, but again, just something about Durham, Durham's so big from a land perspective mm -hmm. too. Yeah. It's spread out. So that's super exciting. But you know, I, you know, I get it from, from, relatively new i'm a couple of years in mm -hmm. now it's it seems like that's being approached well yeah what you said at the office yesterday was like we were talking about some you know mm -hmm. different you know growing pains with businesses or whatnot and uh you said something like yeah that is durham mm -hmm. you know and that's that's really true it's like you're you're in a town that really does embrace you if you're mm -hmm. coming from the right place and that's that's a that's a that's a great thing yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. There's yeah. a lot of support around here because I, I think there has to be, you yeah. know, you know, until recently you haven't had a lot of outside forces coming in um, in a big way. Mm -hmm. So we really have been in it together and we've all been supporting each other in any way that we can because yeah. we all know that, um, you know, what we're building here is important. Yeah. So we've got BCS coming up in September. Um, super excited to, to relink up with you, obviously, but to work with you on that project. We are going to connect next week and talk about Method Savvy providing a lot of the growth acceleration and digital marketing that we've been talking about for the summit. And yeah, man, I'm in love with your new office. So I'm excited to host some events and some panels and some programming there. It's a full, looks like a full service operation you got there. So talk to me. And, yeah, and so how can we, uh, how else can we get excited about the office? Yeah. So, you know, as I was saying before, the, the plans for the space shifted a little bit, you know, as you know, we were doing the the designs right around, um, you know, when, when the pandemic hit. So, you know, initially we were expecting to have a lot more of our staff in office, you know, obviously we're now sure. a, a hybrid environment. So it allowed us to kind of reconfigure the space in some pretty cool ways. So, you know, half the office is kind of like flex workspace, mm -hmm. but the other half is really event and multimedia space. So again, I, I know that you've seen it, you know, we have space for panels yeah. a, a week or two ago, we had you know, the AMA in there doing a CMO event. So awesome. we do a lot of these like learning events there and, you know, we're building a little stage kind of doing some cool stuff. But we also have a full multimedia production studio. So we have a video and photo space as well as a podcast studio. Great. 
and you know what's cool for us as an agency is we can prototype multimedia content really really fast yeah you know, creative team has an idea we just go shoot it creative yeah. team has an idea we just go record it um, but being able to leverage the space more for the Durham community is a very big part of our plan um, obviously we haven't been able to do as much of it over the last two years as we want but over the you know last six months and you know as you know COVID's kind of evolved and how we're all dealing with it um, you know it's been much more of an active space yeah you know even just yesterday you know we had some you know high school students in there where we're just doing a learning yeah, event. So, right. you know, it, it's fun and exciting to be able to really leverage the space in a way that benefits the community. And yeah. you're really looking forward to, you know, supporting BCS and, and you know, kind of collaborating on use of the space. Amazing. It, I, I, me too. And um, I'm excited for you to put a stage in there too, because I know we're going to do some panel programming, yep. but uh, eventually maybe do some, some music and some live shows. So, yeah, no, it's just a great uh, evolution of your business, uh, a growth of your business. So uh, thank you again for today. I think a good way to kind of to close this up is I'd love to, A, congratulations on the new office, right? Because that's, that's about thank two you. years old now. So you, yep. you, you know, during the pandemic and all that, um, talk, talk to us about like, you know, has it affected the client business sure. so much during the pandemic? And then now that we seem to be kind of moving out of it and there's a light at the end of the tunnel, mm -hmm. uh, what's the next five, 10 20, 30, 100 yeah. years look for methods staffing. Yeah, so, you know, I, I think uh, like everyone, we've been figuring out as we go along, it, when the lockdowns first hit in kind of, you know, March, April 2020, I think everybody held their breath, yeah. us included. And, you know, uh, we do a lot of B2B work, probably about two thirds of our clients B2B, rest uh, B2C, although again, primarily retail and e-com. Um, and, you know, the first thing that we did was reach out to all of our team members. You know, obviously we had, you know, moved remote um, yeah. and just made sure they were okay. Sure. You know, whatever they needed, you know, at the time was pre-masks, more, you know, washing and sanitizing. You were still in the old office, right? right yeah. March, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, we had actually signed the lease on the new space in like November 2019. Oh, wow. So we oh, were going God. through all the build out. Well, actually we hadn't started the build out. We were just doing the um, architecture work and the plans. Um, so, you know, plans shifted a little oh, bit, but yeah, <laughs> sure. I don't think we actually broke ground on it until probably the summer, wow. um, of 2020. So, you know, first thing we did was, you know, check on all the team members, make sure, okay, get them anything that they needed. And then, you know, I picked up the phone and called every single CEO at every single client we had and just said, how are you doing? Yeah. How can we help? Totally. The truth of the matter is we got pretty lucky. You know, I had some friends that saw, you know, 90% of their revenue disappear in two weeks. That, that didn't happen to us. Right. Basically all of our clients kept making the investments that they had, right. but they got really conservative about new investments. Sure. So there's sure. a lot of like holding breath or like reallocating dollars to uh, other initiatives. But again, we, we got very, very lucky. Yeah. 2020 was actually a growth year uh, for us. Yeah. Um, you know, we've seen a lot more shift in spending and behavior uh, over the last couple of years. Well, still a lot of uncertainty, uh, but there's also a lot of money slushing around. Totally. And, <laughs> you know, and you mentioned that, you know, uh, it would make sense that, you know, digital uh, would have been a better uh, option, especially during the pandemic. Um, and it was only more so now. Um, are you guys doing any metaverse work or any sort of, um, you know, play into Web3? Yeah, so uh, a small amount, um, you know, we've been doing some uh, AR, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, different activations, have not done a lot of VR. Um, our clients are not very much in the blockchain mm -hmm. space uh, right now. So, Probably a good thing right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, 
So, you know, most of our clients are laggards, uh, which, you know, selfishly is actually a little fun because we can go in and do some, you know, smart marketing work and we look like wizards. Nice. Um, but nice. So, you know, <laughs> we really love working with companies that, you know, are trying to have big impact and, and they kind of fall on one of two sides. They're a little bit of laggards that, you know, really need some good marketing ops, um, infrastructure support, brand work you know, some repositioning or your super high growth PE or uh, VC backed and you just like need to deploy dollars yeah. as fast as you can to grow as fast as you can. So, you know, we have a nice mix of where we can innovate and with, you know, very different strategies. Yeah. You know, what we're seeing on the kind of web three side is much more um, kind of cautious mm -hmm. uh, behavior. Sure. Um, you know, we don't do a lot of work with uh, early stage companies. It's much more uh, growth stage. So, you know, a lot of the, the Web3 stuff is still totally. still with early stage or totally. or in kind of beta testing or, or in some cases alpha testing with, yeah. with the multinationals. Yep, totally. Um, it's an interesting space. I, um, I'm not fully sold on it yet. I can see where it goes, but I guess I'm subscribing to like there's a lot of other things that can be optimized and changed and worked yep. from technology standpoint for that about culturally, but, um, it is, it's, it's, a, it's a no brainer. It is going to happen. I'm just, Oh yeah. I mean, it feels like the web in the late nineties, yeah. you know, like everybody knows it's the future, yeah. but everybody doesn't quite know what to do with it. And mm -hmm. yeah, just as a uh, techie myself, like I, I find the technology really interesting and you know, we're dealing with smart contracts and DAOs yeah. and kind of all that stuff. Like I can see the application. Yeah. I don't think anybody's really figured out how to do it. And, you know, I'm not sold on the altcoins or NFTs and kind of that stuff. But I yeah. do think, you know, making ownership tangible in a digital space is a really, really interesting concept. That's, you know, particularly, exactly. you know, when we were, you know, working for Sony, you yeah. know, that was kind of the peak of Napster and, you know, all the ownership rights. Yeah, you know, there's really interesting applications of that, yeah. but we're still very early stage. Uh, totally. And that was the argument that, um, Talia Cooper, she's uh, with Zeroverse, one mm -hmm. of our other partners, and she was making the same argument. Um, amazing. So, Jake, congratulations on everything. Likewise, it's been Brock. a crazy 20 years, and let's do it again for the next 20. Um, excited to work with you on all sorts of things with BCS, and um, anything, any final thoughts? Or uh, You know, it's just to say, likewise, it's been awesome watching you, you know, <laughs> grow your businesses, create BCS, you know, do all this really cool stuff. Uh, super excited to be a part of it, and, you know, looking forward to seeing what you do next. So any college reps, what, 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 what can you do? Thanks, yeah. Nina. Yeah. <laughs>